Good evening, everybody, and welcome to our Wednesday night live podcast of RAMP, Real Access Motivates Progress. We are here every Wednesday night at seven o'clock with a great program, and tonight is no different. I am so excited about tonight's show because it is some guests that I know from across the country um, who do some really cool things with wheelchairs and hearing their stories of how they ended up in a wheelchair or how they support wheelchair users is going to be so exciting. So I'd like to waste no time and introduce my fellow friends from Motion Composites. Welcome guys, thank you for joining the show tonight. Thanks so much for having us. Glad to be here. Thank you, yeah, it's great. I am so excited about this show tonight because I love talking to each and every one of you and we were just having some fun backstage, um, learning a little bit more of each other. So I cannot wait to share that with the general public. Um, we're going to start with you, Christy. If you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do and who you are. Okay, thanks. Um, we're so happy to be here. Uh, my name is Christy Hamstra. I'm a physical therapist. I live uh, in Dearborn Heights, Michigan, which is just west of Detroit. Um, I've been a therapist for almost 23 years, and I work for a company called Motion Composites. We are located in uh, saint roch de la Gachigan, which is in Quebec. Uh, we make world-class uh, manual wheelchairs, custom manual wheelchairs in the ultra-lightweight category, or in the United States, the K5 category. We make them out of carbon fiber, which is uh, cutting-edge material for wheelchairs, and, uh, and aluminum. So fully fundable, fully adjustable, fully um, customizable manual wheelchairs. And my, my role with the company is a clinical education specialist. So I spend time uh, meeting with other therapists, physical and occupational therapists, suppliers, uh, people that work for New Motion, NSM, all sorts of uh, dealers across the United States and Canada, uh, and end users, trying to um, teach them the proper way to fit uh, a manual wheelchair so that everyone understands that it's not size it's not one size fits all. It's each person individually needs to be sized correctly, and so. I'm really, really, really thankful to be on, on this evening. Oh, we're so excited and I can't wait to learn more. Um, Chris, I'm gonna ask you to introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are and what you do. Yeah, so my name is Chris Cullen. Um, first off, I'm a T5 paraplegic um, and I am working for Motion Composites as the Northeast uh, Regional Manager. So I take care of Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, uh, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Um, so I take care of that area. I, I uh, make sure that all the dealers have their connections um, through me to the to the company and also end users. I take care of them also um, through any means I can. So I've got multiple people that I'm talking to all the time and uh, trying to basically connect everybody and make sure that they have what they need. We are so excited to have you, and I cannot wait till you tell your story in a little bit. Todd, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Yeah, good evening, everybody. My name is Todd Richardson. I'm the U.S. Eastern Regional Sales Manager for Motion. Uh, also have a T4 spinal cord injury. So my job and role with Motion is, um, you know, the reps, like Chris was just explaining, he's down on the ground with the dealers, with the end users, and really... Um, kind of boots on the ground situation. And I'm, I kind of hover around those guys, make sure that they have what they need. You know, I kind of support those guys to support the dealers and the end users. So kind of a unique role. And um, before my life in motion for the past two years, I was an ATP slash RTS before that certification for 25 years with uh, a family owned business in North Carolina. And uh, so I've been doing this a while. It's a great industry. That's so exciting. Uh, it's so great to have you guys all here. I want to start off by telling everybody that Todd and Chris and I, the ones who are in the wheelchair on this program, everybody pretty much knows my story by now um, because you follow me and you follow my podcast. Um, I walked into a minor surgery and suffered a spinal stroke. Um, Chris, tell us a little bit about how you ended up becoming a wheelchair um, so people kind of know your story. Yeah. Yeah, so 13 years ago, um, I was in a motorcycle accident. So I, I, was, I was driving um, a Honda crotch rocket for the kind of weird term that some people use, but uh, basically it's a, it's a sport bike. Um, so 
I was always going fast and doing young and dumb things. I mean, I was 21 going on 22. So um, if that gives you any kind of perspective of, of the mindset, if anybody knows any of those young guys out there that are, that are just starting off life, don't make the best decisions. So um, I was going um, over a hundred uh, on a back road and I came around a corner um, obviously slowing down a little bit. So it was somewhere right around a hundred. Um, I saw our car backing out of a driveway and instead of hitting the car, I um, panicked and slid the bike out, went off the road and smacked a tree. So um, the tree won. <laughs> uh, oh, broke my back. Yeah. Broke my back T5, um, broke my sternum, um, collapsed both my lungs and, uh, and was in the hospital for, um, three weeks in a drug induced coma and then spent, uh, two months in rehab, uh, went down to Georgia, down to Spalding. I mean, not, not Spalding. I'm sorry. Shepherd, uh, Shepherd down in Georgia, uh, great rehab facility, spent in a month in re a rehab, um, inpatient, and then did a month outside in, um, an outpatient and learned everything that I needed to learn to get me back on on a good path and be able to do everything myself again. Um, and once I came back from rehab, my goal was to be hundred percent independent and I didn't want anybody doing anything for me. I wanted to live on my own. I just built my house right before my accident. Um, so I didn't really want to modify too much cause I was, um, kind of in that mindset of, I didn't want things to change. I really didn't want to let this disability overcome me and I wanted to beat it. Um, so that was kind and of, and nothing stopped you. You are incredible and you keep going and you are lucky to be alive. And we're so glad that you are. So you can share your story with the rest of us. Todd, tell us a little bit about how you became, um, this infamous wheelchair user as well. Yeah, I actually, you know, my whole start into this industry kind of was through the back door. I, I'm used to working with so many therapists and so many different people that purposely go to school and they love this whole like career path, the whole entire thing. I didn't know anything about it uh, until I was introduced by getting a spinal cord injury. So I was, um, I raced motocross for about 10 years and was just injured in a practice crash uh, out on a really windy day doing a, a jump that was high enough and far enough. I probably shouldn't have been doing that day. Um, long story short, missed the double and um, broke my back. So Broke it at uh, T6 and T4 and pretty much dislocated and pulverized those two bones. It was a compression break and uh, a bunch of ribs and punctured lung and a bunch of fun stuff that, uh, you know, you, you, uh, it's a strange, strange thing because, you know, I raced a long time and it had a lot of in, like little minor injuries and that kind of thing. Never really been hurt badly. And um, it's something, you know, right away, like this is different you know, something seriously wrong here. So, um, you know, I started my process that way. You go to rehab, you do your thing there. And it's, uh, it's really ironic that I kind of ended up in this industry. And one of the things I really love about uh, doing this and being an ATP for all the years is going into rehabs where you know, you're looking at somebody that just got injured recently. And, and I think like most people, they're just thinking, now what? You know, it's this big unknown. And I love working with people like that. When I was in rehab, I was kind of like the nightmare patient. I just wanted to get out of there. I just wanted to go home, be with my buddies, continue with my life. And um, it's kind of ironic that I'm doing this now. But uh, it, was a, it was a bumpy first year and a half. And after that, just figured, hey, man, going to do the most I can with uh, everything I have and see how far I can take this thing. And it's just been once you make that mental switch, big difference. That's the whole, that's the whole battle right there. So it's been just a really cool ride ever since. So I hope nobody in the motorcycle industry is listening tonight because Chris and I are probably not the best advertisement for an otherwise fantastic sport. So, well, I still ride. So there you go. I'm not, I'm not letting it take over. So, not you know, it, it shows people a lot, it, number one, of how fast a spinal cord injury and how fast your life can change. You know, just going out for the afternoon, both of your lives are changed. Me just walking in. But here's the difference. Where you guys had traumatic accidents, 
Mine was a spinal cord injury in a hospital. Uh, during a procedure, I suffered a spinal stroke. Um, I didn't have the rehab that you guys had because they were always under the assumption that, you know, it would come back. It was an adverse reaction to the anesthesia. Well, it's eight years later. I still have no feeling in my legs and I still can't walk. So, you know, they're a little, but I didn't have the same kind of, um, I had to navigate myself. So that's where Christy comes in about making sure that people have the right fitted wheelchairs and, and no matter whether you're going through rehab or you're doing it on your own, you guys can help guide people through making sure that they have the right wheelchairs. Kristen, do you want to explain that to us a little bit? Sure, sure. I'd be happy to. And um, then we can ask both Todd and Chris their, their experiences as well. But a lot of people, uh, especially people in your situation, Tina, where it's not as, as black and white of an injury as it is with Todd and Chris, uh, don't go through and don't understand the proper channels of getting a custom fit wheelchair. They might just be like, oh, I'm not walking really well. Maybe you go to your primary care doctor and you say, hey, I'm not walking well. And so they just give you a prescription for a wheelchair and uh, you just go down to the pharmacy and they, they look at you and they're like, oh, you're going to fit an 18 by 18. Here you go. Well, they don't teach you how to use it. It's not really fit to you. It has nothing that's custom to you. And if you're using this as your full-time uh, mobility aid, this is gonna be a complete disaster because number one, you're gonna get very frustrated because it doesn't fit you properly. And it's gonna actually keep you from doing uh, many things that you would be able to do if you had the right equipment. So what do I recommend that people do? Go to your physician. Uh, go to a specialist, either a, a neurologist, a neurosurgeon, a physiatrist, or a physical medicine and rehabilitation doctor. Those are kind of your top three or movement specialists. These are your, your top uh, physicians who are going to help you to be able to navigate uh, this system. Because depending on your um, insurance funding source, it's a completely different, different process. But those type of physicians can help you to uh, figure out what it is that you need. And then you need to find a supplier, okay? Finding a supplier is, again, half the battle. There's a few national organizations, National Seating and Mobility and New Motion, but there are also a lot of uh, individual um, independent uh, dealers as well. I worked for one, uh, Benson's in Michigan. And so again, finding these things. There's a website, I'll put it in the chat. It's Resna, it's the Rehab Engineering uh, Society of North America. And so that is one of kind of the governing bodies of how you find this supplier, which is what Todd did before he worked for uh, Motion Composites. So finding one like Stahl's Medical where he worked uh, and then hooking up with a therapist, a clinician who understands uh, the, how important that is. And it's that group together, it's the therapist, it's the, the supplier, but ultimately it's then evaluating and listening to the end user, which is Todd and Chris in this, in this instance, what environment are they going to be using? What do they need to meet their active lifestyle? How are we going to ensure that whatever we're getting them is going to work for them? And so I feel like a lot of times uh, people in this industry that work in this industry, like myself, we get stuck in, like what Todd said, all of the book knowledge that we've gotten and all of this great stuff, but we don't have the, um, the lived in part of it. We don't understand what it feels like to be the person who woke up from a surgery and now can't move their legs or who was knocked unconscious from a, a motorcycle accident going hundred miles an hour and was three months or three weeks in a induced coma. And that's where it's so important to ensure that you're listening and you're uh, bringing in the end user and the client into that process. Yep. Absolutely. And, and, you know, like Christy says, it's, you know, one of the things is an ETP, I was really lucky with the therapist that I work with is we all looked at it like it was a team approach. And that's very important in this process is to have a, a really good ATP. And you want to look for someone that has experience in the type of chair that you're going to be doing. So if you need a power tilt recline full bolt power system, you want somebody very versed in those systems. Uh, manual chair, if you're a really active user, you want somebody that's very versed in that because they're very specialized pieces of medical equipment. So 
knowing all the little tiny details on those specific types of, of products are extremely important. So we'd go in and do an evaluation. And really the thing to keep in mind when you're, when you're an end user, whether it's your first chair or your 20th chair, it's about the client. It's not about the dealer. It's not about, it's not about the margins. It's not about uh, different issues that, that professionally those people have to handle because they're there. Businesses have to stay in business. Therapists can uh, only bill so many units and spend so much time with a patient just with their schedules. So there, there's professional considerations. But at the end of the day, it's about the patient. And it's about their lifestyle, what they're looking to get out of the chair, how they want it to fit, what color, every little detail in that chair, it's about them. And I'd always make it a point. And, and like I say, I was very lucky to work around the therapists that I did because they were brilliant at bringing that person into the evaluation. And it's a conversation. You know, it's almost like a podcast works where it's just people talking about, okay, what, what kind of things do you want to do with your chair? What's your lifestyle? What's your environment like? It's all in getting that chair dialed into exactly that purpose the patient wants. And, you know, it's just, it's a team approach. The end user is the biggest part of the team. We're here to guide and make sure that we all don't go off the rails too far and make mistakes. So um, it's a cool process when it's done correctly. And the one thing I want people to really take away from all this is a wheelchair isn't the same across the board. I'm in a power chair. I know they're both in manual chairs. There are probably over a hundred different kinds of manual chairs, not counting how many powered different chairs there are. My six, my first six months was horrible because until I found the right neurologist to fit me for the proper chair and taught me how to transfer and transfer into bed and transfer into doing my own thing, my first six months were absolutely miserable. But you know, Chris, I know is a skier as well as everything else. So it's not just your chair, it's the physical ability and what you want your life to look like. Chris, could you go over a little bit about the different types of chairs and the different types of things that you can still do even though um, you're paralyzed? Yeah, so early in my, uh, in my accident, um, or not accident, but earlier in my injury, um, I actually had somebody come into the hospital that was in a, in a chair um, that gave me guidance, gave me an idea of what uh, my life is going to be like. And one thing that he said, along with many others, was be active and, and make sure that you get strong. Because if you're going to be able to do that, then you're going to be able to do many other things in life. Um, the, the small things that you wanted to do, the, um, it's not just the big goals, but the small goals also. Um, so I ended up getting into sports. I was never a sports person before I would, I played football a couple times in, in middle school and in, in peewee. Other than that, that was all I did for sports. Um, so I didn't really do sports growing up. It wasn't really my thing. Um, I really didn't like working out. Um, so trying to get strong again, I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll try sports and try to kind of see if that gets me up and going. And, and, uh, and it did. So it was kind of my outlet to become stronger, be, be able to do a bunch of different things. And it was a challenge. I think the challenge part is what got me to kind of move forward with a lot of, of my injury and, and overcome things. Um, so that really intrigued me. So now um, I'm a ski instructor and I've been skiing for 13 years. Um, I've, I played um, quad rugby with, with uh, quads. I'm a para, but I can, I can go out there and practice with them. I played in Canada uh, for a little bit. Um, I, I cycle all the time on road and off road. Uh, so I'm, I'm big into kind of getting adventurous with a lot of, uh, with a lot of different sports and it just leads back into your normal day life. So if you gain all the, the abilities that you're doing in the sports, you're working on your balance, you're working on your strength, you're working on um, finesse, you're working on every little aspect, all that translates back into just doing the dishes or sweeping the floor or vacuuming or any of the, the daily activities that you would take for granted as a, as a able-bodied person, um, but they're more difficult now. So 
because you have a certain disability. Mine, I'm a pretty high paraplegic, so balance is horrible. Trying to maneuver the chair at the same time as holding an item or, or pushing a vacuum. Every time you push forward on a vacuum, you go backwards. So you got to put that force into that. So all these different things you learn how to do in in sports. So it's it kind of helps you bridge that gap um, to everyday life. So that was kind of where I started kind of going into things. Um, but in that same aspect, you have wheelchairs that are going to do different things. So how you set up that wheelchair, how you use the different components of that chair is going to dictate what you do. So I actually use for skiing, I have mountain bike tires. If I use the skinny one inch um, road tires that you'd find on like a regular um, chair, I wouldn't be able to get to the snow to get in my ski and, and, and do all the things that I do. So I switch out the tires. Um, and then when I, in the summertime, I go right back to the skinny tires, a lot quicker to move, a lot lighter, a lot faster, a lot less ability to uh, every, every stroke that you move forward, you're gaining a lot more ground. So little things like that, even not just the tires, but um, how you set that chair up, um, how easy it is to do a wheelie, um, the size of the tires, the, the turning radius that you can get, the angle of the, the front end of that chair um, helps you do every everyday activities. So um, it's very important to kind of compact yourself and make yourself um, more visible and then make the chair less visible. So that is a big, big impact on, on everyday life. Yeah, I mean, I, I think one of the biggest disservices that people do to people with disabilities, not just wheelchair users, is to count them out or to do things for them. Because I'll tell you, I fell out of my chair more on the first year I had it, trying to vacuum or trying to transfer or trying to walk my dog. I ended up in the street more times than not, especially when I have a 190 pound Great Dane who liked to pull me out of the chair. Um, I learned very quickly how to use my seatbelt um, on my chair because I ended up more on the ground than I did anywhere else. Todd, what were some of the misconceptions or um, disservices that people did to you towards the beginning and how did you overcome them? You know, I think in the beginning, you know, you're, you're certainly more self-conscious. Yeah. I think it's a combination in the beginning. You're certainly more self-conscious, you know, before able-bodied guy, just doing my thing. <clears throat> Racing was always generally fit and, uh, you just kind of go in everywhere you go. You're kind of anonymous. You go in places, you slide out. You know, you speak to people if you want or not, and all of a sudden you are like a focal point almost of people kind of checking things out in the beginning. And it's it's a weird feeling at first where it's like, you know, and especially in 1987, a little bit different time than it is now. You know, this is going back prehistoric times almost. So you go back to then and in the amount of really active users maybe wasn't quite as high at that point. It's much better today. Um, and it was just really weird to all of a sudden, like not be anonymous, you know, and that felt really strange. And especially when you're new at it and you're not real comfortable in your own skin yet. And then once you do reach that point where you've got confidence and comfort and you've got a lifestyle that you're, you're happy with, you're in a good place, the whole deal, you carry yourself different and people react differently. It's, it's a strange kind of a symbiotic thing that, that works that way, but um, it was real uncomfortable in the beginning and now it's, you know, and, and pretty soon after that, it, it just wasn't. And, and then I was always amazed at how many times I'd be out somewhere and, you know, you see somebody really checking you out and inevitably it would be, you know, they'd walk up to you real sheepishly and just go, can I ask where you got that chair? That is a really cool chair and my cousin's in, in a wheelchair. I mean, I'd love to see him in something like that. And it's, you know, it's, Sometimes for reasons you don't think, whatever, I just, you know, you just don't pay attention to it. Certainly if anybody's done anything, um, you know, in any way that would be disrespectful or anything like that, generally it's just not understanding or being thoughtless of it, you know, not, not ever being exposed. So uh, not too much on that, but it's a, it's a process, you know, it's, it's something you kind of develop as you go along. So you get good at breaking the ice sometimes. I would say that, but um, 
yeah, most of the time people are pretty cool. Um, it's so funny because, you know, a big thing that you hear all the time is like, yeah, my cousin's in a wheelchair. Do you know them? Like, like we're a big gang that just because we're wheelchair users, but it's so funny living here in Rhode Island because I can do this whole state in 45 minutes with sightseeing. So 90% of the time, if they're in a wheelchair in Rhode Island, you do know I them. do know them, but only yeah. because my state is so small. Um, but it, it's funny that people, you know, like on, on larger states like Michigan or something like that, you know, where the state is so large. We're not a gang. We're not a motorcycle gang. We don't hang out in groups just because we're, you know, wheelchair users. But it's just so funny, the mentality of people, um, you know, and some of the questions, like if we were to reverse some of the questions that they ask us to reverse it, to like ask them, you know, why are you walking? Is there something wrong with you? You know, they, they would find it odd. But it, I mean, you ask us, you know, Christy, you're not in a wheelchair, but you encounter a lot of wheelchair users and what you do in physical therapy. How is that for you or do people find it differently because you're not in a wheelchair, but you service people who are in wheelchairs? So that's a, it's a really good question. And, you know, the past 15 plus years of my career, I, I've just been immersed with, with working with families, with, with people with wheelchairs. I worked in pediatrics for a lot of the time. So I'd be dealing with, with kids with their first equipment, whether it's, um, a power chair for a three-year-old or, you know, a manual tilt in space or something like that, or, you know, uh, a chair for a, a little kid with spina bifida who is, is 18 months old and is cognitively intact, knows everything that going around, just can't get from point A to point B. It's independence. It's every time getting it right. And when it's done properly, it can change, you know, that whole person's outlook. And so, you know, it, I can't imagine what my life has been without being involved in wheelchairs. I still have clients that I, I saw when they were one and two years old who are now 10, 11, 12 years old. The family still call me and, you know, doing these types of things. Today, I was uh, just took a text from, from a, a mom of the moms of a young lady that I worked with. And she goes, hey, I got this... Um, this piece of equipment here, can you take a look at it and tell me what it is? And so she sent it to me. It was a picture of a Riften activity chair. And if you understand um, uh, different things with pediatrics, kids need a lot of equipment. You only get one wheelchair to last you for five years. What kid do you know that stays in one position all the time? I don't think that Todd should have just one chair. I don't think that Chris should have just one chair. I don't think that you should have just one chair. But unfortunately, our funding sources are so narrow-minded in how they see this and how this is perceived that it seems that it's okay for you to just have one chair to meet every single needs. When I'm teaching people, we talk about shoes. I have more than one pair of shoes and your wheelchair is an extension of you and should fit like a glove and should fit like that comfortable pair of shoes, but it shouldn't have to be used in every single activity that you're doing. It just isn't right. And so I think advocating, uh, teaching families and people who are using the chairs, especially in new injuries or new diagnoses, how important it is to start advocating for themselves. Call your uh, local uh, congressperson, your your state senators, you know, get involved in any type of advocacy that you can. United Spinal, um, United Cerebral Palsy, any of these uh, uh, advocacy groups, I think, is really really important to continue to push, 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 so that finally, you know, you can get what is actually, a, a, you know, your, your right as a human to have mobility in every aspect of your life, not just in your house. Sorry, so I, I agree. Rant. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, when we're going to the gym, we wear a pair of sneakers. When we're going out in a ball gown, we wear a pair of heels. I mean, my family is in big trouble because I can buy all of the shoes I want for any amount of money and they never wear out. So they can never tell me I spent too much money because they never wear out. So I have that on my plus side so I can buy as much shoes as I want. Um, but Chris, how many wheelchairs or how many accessories do you have for your wheelchair? I mean, for all the different things that you do. Um, geez, I've got, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I can list off of like pieces of equipment and wheelchairs. Um, I've got 
many chairs over the years. Some of them are in pieces. Some of them I still use it fully. Um, I'd say fully, I still have four. Um, and one of them is uh, a piece of equipment that was actually made by somebody in, from my home state that was invented, um, which has two bars that come up on either side. He basically took um, um, two mountain bikes, his kids' mountain bikes, and slapped them on the side of his chair. So it has full gears, um, chain, but instead of the pedals, it has two poles, one on each side. And when you push it forward, it turns those cogs as you're kind of like pedaling, right? So you push wow. forward, but it can re it can retract backwards. So you push forward, retract back, push forward and retract back. Um, and those have mountain bike tires on it and it can get over logs and all kinds of different things, get you out in the woods. Um, so I've got that kind of a chair. Um, I've got my, my regular chair, my everyday chair, um, but I have multiple pairs of wheels for it. So depending on what I'm doing, I can, I can accommodate for that. Um, I've also got a mountain bike and I've got a road bike. Um, I've got a sit ski. So you get a lot of different um, things for different terrains, different, um, different things that you're trying to get over and, get, and do. So it's basically like shoes, like you said. So it depends on what you're putting on. Are you putting on your boots? Are you putting on your shoes? I'm going to put my boots on. Yeah. I'm going to go in that renegade and I'm going to, I'm going to start pushing through. Um, so, um, it really depends on what you're doing. It's so true. I mean, your everyday chair to your off-roading chair, to your ski chair, to your rugby chair, or, you know, whatever you're doing, we need a lot of equipment, but we need specialized equipment to make sure that we're safe and we're doing it right. And we're not going to end up with pressure stores and, and stuff. Todd, how much, how many different kinds of equipment do you have, um, you know, to kind of give people an idea? I'm glad you asked me the last on that. I had to think about it for a little bit as, as Chris was going through his. I've got uh, four street chairs through the years, just collected through many, many years. And um, one of them is set up completely off-road. Um, since I've been with uh, Motion, I simply ride my Apex Carbon for the street, and that's it. I've uh, shelled the two titaniums that I have. Um, but and the other thing that I use is a hand cycle. I've got a couple of hand cycles. I've got a carbon bike for the road that I really ride uh, more seriously. And then a uh, bike that I've got set up to cruise a little bit. But, you know, the hand cycling for me is something I really enjoy. I raced a lot and uh, seen a lot of cool places with that. So just being, being able to be out on the bike, athletic and uh, free, it's really cool. And that piece of equipment really is a very different um, sensation, different purpose. And, uh, works out really well so yeah now I have a power chair and I also have a manual chair but what people don't realize is they're not interchangeable like if the power goes out and my power chair isn't my power chair lifts and tilts and, and navigates to help me transfer and stuff so when people just turn around and say oh you got no power just use a manual chair it's not that easy because of some of the other conditions that I have I can't use a manual chair I have to have the power chair but once you get used to the power chair, you are transferring to the bathroom or transferring to bed or transferring to the couch or whatever your daily, it's not just interchangeable to just use a different type of chair where you have a little bit more flexibility when you're in a manual chair because you're a little bit more movable and you're used to the physical activity. Um, I want to get more into what Motion Composites does and why people should be contacting them for what kind of needs. Who wants to start off with that? Yeah, so Don't all jump at once. <laughs> I think we're all waiting and thinking that the other person was going to jump in. Um, yeah. yeah, it depends on um, what the person needs. So we, we do, uh, um, like Christy said earlier, we do a carbon fiber version of our chairs and then we do aluminum versions also. So depending on maybe funding sources or um, certain disabilities might um, take one or the other. Um, so we do a folding chair and we do a rigid chair and then we have a hybrid chair. So it's, a, it's, it's basically set up as a rigid front end, but the chair folds. So um, you can have best of the bo both worlds. Some people like to have the rigid chair because less moving parts means that you're going to get more efficiency out of the chair. Um, but 
depending on what you're using for a vehicle or or what you you find easier to transfer yourself, um, what you're going to be picking up and how you're transferring it into a vehicle or or whoever, and maybe you have somebody else that's actually helping you um, and they like to have a foldable wheelchair so it can fit in different spots. Um, so it all depends on on the end user and, and what they actually find more comfortable um, to go with either the folder or the rigid. Um, but in the, in the whole scheme of things, looking at the material that's made out of um, you want to definitely have a lightweight option. Um, so aluminum is pretty lightweight, um, but carbon fiber is even lighter. So if you are doing a lot of transfers in and out of your vehicle, bringing that across your, your lap, um, you're not just picking it up from one spot. You're actually extending your arm out. And when your arm is extended, um, it actually puts, if you, you can take a, a one pound weight and hold it close to you and it's like, oh, that's nothing but you hold that way out to your side and you hold it there for a few seconds. You're like, Oh wow. I can feel it starting to burn. Um, so it's a whole different game. Mm -hmm. So um, just a little bit of weight can actually go a long ways when you're doing transfers like that. So you, we do have a, an option for carbon fiber, um, mm -hmm. super lightweight, super durable. Um, and one of the best, best things about it in my opinion is um, the vibration damping. So Usually when I'm going across uh, uneven pavement, bricks, stuff like that, I'll have to pull my legs back because you get a lot of vibration, your feet kind of vibrate off and I pull my legs back and then push and then pull your legs back. In the carbon, I don't have to do that. The carbon actually eats up all that vibration because um, it does have a flexibility, but it always goes back to its original state. Um, so that's a very big thing. Um, so it all depends on, on the end user and, and what they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, I think that's a really good point. You know, I was talking to Christy earlier today, we were talking about carbon and my wife was doing a half marathon about uh, two, three months ago. And it's like six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. Downtown is empty in uh, Greenville, South Carolina and it's a beautiful little town. And, thought, you know what, she's gone for like an hour and a half hour, I'm going to do my own thing for an hour and a half and cruise around. And when would she, you know, she's in a spot to go by, I'll cheer her on that kind of thing. And cruising around for about half an hour and just booking up and down these like false flats, these long grade hills and stuff. And about a half hour in chair was so smooth. And all of a sudden I realized, wow, I am pushing on like pavers in bricks and it's so smooth where your feet aren't vibrating off and moving around where you got to reposition, your hips aren't sliding forward as bad. You're not getting that click, 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 click that you always get in, in some materials. It's, it's a big difference. And uh, it was something I was kind of geeking out. I, I was actually texting probably to my colleagues dismay. It was like 7.30 in the morning at that point. And I'm texting them how cool my chair is and check out the surface <laughs> I'm pushing on, taking pictures of it. And it's super smooth. But I think it's, you know, carbon allows that, but it's also in chairs in general and something at Motion we're super proud of. And, and the thing that I noticed most when I came to work for Motion is it's a holistic view of the chair. It's a sum of how the build is. It's the materials. It's the way that the, it's executed and, and produced. It's clamps. If you're going to have an adjustable chair, it's very, very important to have very tight tolerances on your clamps and fasteners so that everything is very secure when it's tightened down and you don't have that chair that has that, just kind of never feels tight, never feels like it's truly got great integrity and a great feel to it. There's a lot of different things that Motion is very good at paying attention to, both in their folders on the Helio line and then the rigid line. So. They do a great job at um, just kind of the entire picture in, in tying it all up to performance. So that's really what the company is about is active manual users and uh, really any manual user, but especially those active manual users or a user. A lot of times it's seen as like the high performance chairs are for that Uber athlete, L1 para athlete that's just like this, this guy that just rips. 
But really, the guys that are in, in the girls that are going to benefit from our products and some of the chairs like a carbon apex set up really correctly with the details right, you get that C5-6 quad that's having a hard time pushing a manual chair, you get this setup on point, he's really functional on a manual. And that's where it really shines too. You know, there's all the, every different disability in person can benefit in different ways from good and proper fit. And um, yeah, it's just something that uh, we all kind of geek out at Motion about and we all really enjoy, so. Yeah, Motion Composites is such a great company because it does, it, it highlights the, the little things. You know, so if you are a wheelchair user, um, check out some of this stuff that they have because little minor tweaks to your wheelchair or accessory that you can put on your wheelchair can make all the difference in the world. And if you're a caregiver to somebody in a wheelchair, make sure you're checking these products out and bringing them home, um, you know, so people can try them out, so people can test them. And like I said, you're, this is a life that you're enhancing. You know, like I said, I mean, both Todd and Chris are very active with skiing and all the, the, the fun stuff that they do and all of the little things that they do that the proper wheelchair fitted just the right way could change your life. It's like that right pair of heels that makes you feel, you know, like you're the, the, the most glamorous person out there in the world. You know, it's your wheelchair needs to fit like that sexy pair of heels that you love to wear that makes you feel so comfortable. And I know I'm doing that from a girl's point of view. And I'm sure that, you know, there's that great pair of sneakers or, you know, something for a guy. But it, it's just that little tweaks. Um, Christy, can you give us a little bit more insight or how people can contact Motion Composite to try out these things or to learn more and how they can make a big difference? Perfect. Um so I've blown up the chat, literally. I've put in pretty much a, a lot of the different models that we have. So if you click on those, it'll take you specifically to our website to look at the, the different models, uh, both in carbon fiber and in aluminum. I also put in there a link to where you can find your local Moshe Composites representative. So as Chris said, he does the uh, New England area. So all of your neighbors, Tina, are gonna be calling Chris uh, if they want to uh, try a demo, but we have them throughout uh, North America. So uh, all throughout Canada, all throughout um, the United States, and you said UK as well. So we do have a representation in, in the United Kingdom. And so if you want to try one of these chairs, this is a great way to uh, reach out and find uh, who is the person that's in your area. So that is, I think, the first thing, or I guess the, the most recent thing that I put in the chat. The last thing I wanted to plug, uh, because I am an education specialist, is we're having a, a carbon fiber panel discussion actually a week from today. And I put the where you can register. This is for end users. This is for family members and caregivers. This is for anyone who's kind of interested in carbon fiber in the wheelchair industry, uh, therapists, uh, ATP suppliers, anyone who really wants to know what's all the talk about carbon fiber in the wheelchair industry, We've got it for you. We have an engineer uh, who specializes in carbon fiber, who's been an engineer for eight years. He's going to be on the panel. Todd Richardson uh, will be on the panel. Uh, we have a therapist who uh, lives in Ontario, which is actually a place where they fund carbon fiber very uh, with, with specific justification. So again, uh, that and another ATP from, uh, from New York. So we've got a great uh, panel discussion coming on. We have blogs on our website that are uh, written from end users, from therapists, from all sorts of people. The blogs are really there as informational pieces. I'll put that in the chat as well, just so that you have that information. Um, but again, reaching out, uh, finding the people in your community who can help you get something that fits you. We realize that there's that five-year rule and maybe you're stuck in, in what you have. But it doesn't hurt to reach out if you've never had uh, a thorough mat evaluation where a therapist has looked at you, gotten out of your equipment, put you on a mat table, looked at your range of motion, looked at all of your functional abilities, asked you the questions about your lifestyle, then you need to, to, to work on finding, finding that place. And it's possible that uh, reaching out to one of these uh, motion composites representatives, they can help you uh, even get to one of those seating clinics, even if you don't need a motion composites chair, even if you need a power chair. So again, it doesn't matter. We're all in this. 
to to ensure that the end user is getting what is best for for their lifestyle. And Christy, you're going to send me that link so I can post that right up on Ramps page because I want as many people to register for that event as possible. So absolutely, make sure you're sending me that privately because I want to post that. And let okay. me tell you, anybody in the New England area that gets to work with Chris, he's absolutely incredible. Um, he's not just a coworker or you know a colleague. He's also a friend of mine. Um, we also do the Impossible Dream together. He got the sale on it overnight. We missed each other by a day, which I was not happy about, but we won't no. fix that this year. Um, so anybody who works out in the New England or in the New England area and gets to work with Chris, you are the lucky dogs in the world because he's fabulous and Todd is fabulous as well. So anybody who gets to work with him, um, I want you all to give your one minute plea of why people should call motion composites and how it can change their life. I'm going to start with you on this one, Todd. Yeah, I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier is just that holistic, that entire approach that the way that they do their builds is they pay attention to the little details. And that's something that um, when I first met the CEO of this company, uh, Eric Simino, uh, I've met a lot of different people in this industry and been around for a long time. He impressed me completely as an individual who was showing me around his booth when Motion was brand new at ISS. And um, just he had a passion for the details and a passion for improving lifestyles and making lifestyles just, just getting around easier. And the guy just has a phenomenal approach to this thing and it shows in the chairs. So that's definitely a plug that I would give to Motion that is a, a very real reason. And I think part of why we all enjoy working there so much. So um, yeah, that, that would be my take on that. And Chris, give us your one minute plea of why people should check out um, Motion Composites other than the fact if they live in New England, they get to work with you, but give us your one minute plea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, that's a big one though. Um, right. <laughs> so uh, quality is outstanding on these chairs. Um, and then lightweight, um, just to give you an idea. So I actually, before um, I was in the Motion Composites chair, I was in a uh, a fixed frame. So barely any adjustment because I've already got everything figured out on my chair, how, where I want it, how I want it, all the measurements, seating position, everything. Um, so I got a fixed chair just to go as lightweight as possible. Um, when I switch over to motion composites, motion composites does an all adjustable chair. Um, so you can make minor tiny 16th inch adjustments all you want or bigger adjustments if you need. Um, but that chair that my fixed chair versus this fully adjustable chair in carbon fiber is the carbon fiber is actually lighter than the, the fixed frame, but I have those adjustments. So everybody's body kind of changes over time. Um, and it, it may be months, it may be a year, a um, couple of years, your body just changes. You, you feel maybe you're gaining muscle, this or that. Um, you can make those adjustments. I've been making adjustments on my chair since I got it. Um, and it was like 16th of an inch here and there, which made a huge difference because I thought I had everything down packed with the last chair I had, but I blew that out of the water being able to actually just move that just a little bit. I thought I needed it right there, but then I was like, all right, well, now I'm doing this and that. I figured out, all right, move that just a hair here, move that a hair there. Huge huge gains on the things that I could actually do and be more independent. It really makes all, it really makes all the difference in the world. Um, you know, yeah. you talk about that 16, it's like having a pebble in your shoe. You know, when I was walking and I had feeling in my legs, it's like having that pebble in your shoe and getting it out. You know what I mean? Having that right adjustment. Christy, give us your one minute pitch of why people should call motion composites. Well, I would say your first stop would be to uh, find your local motion composites rep, because that's your local person that uh, is the face of the company. Those are going to be the people that are going to help you figure out which, which, um, which model might be best for you and help you maybe along the passage into that seating clinic if you need that. Um, but they're exceptional products. Everyone that works for the company uh, cares about the company uh, and pays attention to the teeny tiny details because it's really what we want is for, for you, the end user, 
to have what is best going to work for your lifestyle. I guess one more quick plug for our carbon fiber. We have a lifetime warranty on our carbon fiber. So if you, if a client chooses to pay the difference or get an upgrade to a carbon fiber chair, maybe their insurance isn't going to cover it. Um, the, the frame itself is guaranteed. Um, and so you can change your wheels, change your casters, change your tires, because those types of things wear out, but the frame itself is going to last. And so I think it's a good investment in your health if it's something that you, you decide that you want to, to go forward with. And my plug for all of you is when you're first becoming a wheelchair user, you are going to fall out of your chair. You're going to knock your chair and your chair is going to go down a few hills with or without you in it. So having the carbon fiber that's guaranteed for life is like life changing when all of these things happen to you because it's going to happen. So just, you know, go with the flow and learn. And like I said, you get to work with all of these amazing people. Um, the company is fabulous. They stand behind their products. And we're all in this together. So like I said, whether you need their products or not, they're going to work with you. They're going to set you in the right direction and they're going to be a fabulous resource for you. So one way or another, you need to talk to Christy, Todd and Chris. Um, you need to call Motion Composites and your area and you need to work with these people because I'll tell you, the chair is life changing. These people are life changing for you and they will make your life a thousand times better. I cannot thank you guys enough for taking the time tonight and sharing all about motion composites with us. Um, I'm sure this story is going to blow up and it's going to be watched thousands and thousands of times across the country. So thank you so much for taking the time and sharing um, all that you have to offer for us because we can't get through this without people like you. Thank you. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us tonight. And I just want to take a moment to invite everybody back here next Wednesday night at seven o'clock. Um, we are going to be talking to the May organization and how you can help the homeless. So next week, next Wednesday night at 7 p.m., we will be talking to the May organization and all of their representatives of how we can make a difference in the lives of the homeless. And let me tell you, there are many homeless out there who are using mobility devices because we donate from ramp. Um, monthly, weekly, whatever, to the homeless on the street, walkers, wheelchairs, and canes on a daily basis. So make sure you tune in next week. And again, I can't thank you all enough. And as I always say, don't just sit there, make a difference. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you next Wednesday.